Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with Strange Brew Coffeehouse. And I tell you, Robbie, every morning I wake up, it's just, it's just so chilly out there. I feel that, that cool breeze. You can smell the pumpkin spice in the air. I can smell it, and so should you. Head over to Strange Brew and grab yourself a delicious pumpkin spice beverage. Never too early for spooky season, as so many of my friends have told me. So head over to Strange Brew. We just had bid day the other yeah. day on campus. Yeah. You could hear the shrieks all the way from you could from pra- the practice field. If you had been at Strange Brew, you would have heard them. Yes. You know, I, I saw Shane the other day. It's the first time we've ever talked in person was this when you were uh on the, put on the card yes yeah good call and uh you know he was really excited about you and i both uh giving to that i mean he's a big fan be? he is a big fan but what he doesn't understand i, I don't think we are a big fan of his absolutely and we we're a big fan of strange brew coffee house whether or not we enjoy coffee i enjoy what he does for the community i enjoy the treats that they have oh yeah that miss brew puts out yeah um so i you know it, they they really do not just specialize in one thing. They have something for everybody. Yeah, just correct. like like I said, like I, I don't like coffee. Yeah. But if I want to go in there and get a nice sweet treat, they have it. You can you cannot be a coffee drinker and still find something at Strange Brew. No question about that. And then the ice cream right next door. I mean, you can't go you wrong. Can't with go this wrong place. with that. No question. Our good friends over at College Corner will remind you that when you're in Starkville this uh, this football season, you don't want to be standing in line, especially in a socially distanced line, which it looks like we're going to be doing. All right, I think it might be back out in the parking lot. Why not have your Mississippi State gear on when you get into Starkville? Do that when you shop at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shiller. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whether you're coming to the game or staying at home, everything you need, maroon and white, that's at College Corner. Humble Taco is waiting to see you here in Starkville this football season. That place is going to be buzzing, and as well it should be Starkville's best Mexican restaurant. I'm, I'm losing the newest thing. I, I know they're still new, but let's just tell you that they're the, they're the best. They're just unique. There's nothing like it else, not only in Starkville, but anywhere else you're going to travel. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Make sure you swing by there this football season. Grab one of their handcrafted margaritas. Grab a couple of tacos and have a good time at Humble Taco. Today we're going to talk about the MSU media poll. This is year six, Robbie, that I have been uh, putting together this poll that gets all of the opinions of everybody that's on the beat covering the uh, the team. Uh, this so that makes that that would be my my sixth Clarion Ledger beat writer, I think. Or no, that wouldn't be six. I think it'd be fifth. You probably started with Mike Bonner. Bonner, Bonner, Salmon. No, it's fourth. Horka, and now Andy Koska. They have a new policy there. They can only hire you if your last the last two letters of your name are K A. I don't know if it's no. a Kappa Alpha thing. I don't know what's going on there. 
It's a conspiracy, whatever it is. And there's no the question. Clarion liar. So let's see here. Since I've started doing this, who are the stalwarts? Who have been here the whole time? Me, you, Steve Robertson, Paul Jones. That's it. The 24-7 crew and you. Yeah, that's it. Yes. You know, Brandon Walker has, I, he took a couple years off, basically. But now he's back. He was, he was back last year, too. Brandon Walker. Hey, guys, can I be in the media poll? I'll make you feel like a bunch of morons. <laughs> also, listen to my shows. I have six of them. All right. Also, Mississippi State's going 10 and 2. No, no. Close. Let's, 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 look at, let's look at the cast of characters here. Here's who's all is on this. As I mentioned, myself, Robbie Falk, Steve Robertson, Paul Jones, Andy Kotzka from the Clarion Ledger. Uh, okay. I'm going to try my best here. Just, just stay with me. I know what the first name is, Stefan. Stefan Krasnick? I, you know, I've never heard him pronounce it. All I know is I heard overheard him say, it's not Stefan, it's Stefan. It's Stefan. I know and that. I, the last name is insignificant because I'm not going to call him, like, Horka or, you know, hey, Dad. Uh, hey Dad. Yeah. It, it, it's he's, he's it's weird how you how you well, you gotta make out. The, you got to make those decisions based on, you know, other information. Because when somebody calls me Falk, I'm like, don't call me Falk. Right. And just call me Robbie. Don't Falk off is what you say. Falk my life. Yeah. <laughs> you need a blog. You need to like have a start having like an opinion column in the start of Daily News called Falk My Life. Well, that's the name of my fantasy football team, Robbie Is Falk it? Ah, uh, okay. All right, yeah. there we go. All right. Uh, Theo DeRosa joins us from the commercial dispatch. Chrissy Fo- Freud, one of the new faces on the beats from Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner. Brandon Walker, the aforementioned, from Barstool Sports. And then from the TV side, we have three from WCBI John Sokoloff, the sock. Courtney Robb. Also known as Honey Gold. Honey Gold. Yes. Well, what's what's the what's behind that? You, if you know, you know. Don't worry about all that. And <laughs> I Chris, don't want to be out of the loop here. Ah, well, we'll see how it goes. Chris Bolton, also from WCBI Sports, and Matt St. Jean from uh, WTVA Sports. It is St. Jean, right? Yes. Okay, that's another one. You know. Yep. Because he could be very French. He'd be Matt Saint Jean. Well, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was. I did Saint too. Jean. It's, it's not a St. Jean. Yep. St. Jean is the patron saint of TV. I don't know. What? I don't know. Patron, you know what patron saints are? Yes, but what's... Uh, I'm confused on the TV. Well, it would make sense, right? He's Matt St. Jean. St. Jean could be the patron oh, saint of TV. Because he's on TV. Right. Okay. I, I thought you were making some kind of no. wordplay there with Jean. No, no. Okay. That would be like the patron... Never mind. Uh, <laughs> patron saint of braided belts or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's crank it up here. So we've got uh, we've got seven questions on this year's uh, media poll. We'll do four, and then we'll do a break, and then we'll come back. Predict Mississippi State's final regular season record. Obviously, the most easy one. We have a spread from nine and three. That's where Chrissy Fo- Freud landed. I keep wanting to say Floyd. I wish her her name was Floyd, so then we could call her Pink. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Randall Pink Floyd. Randall Pink Floyd. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, before we get started, uh, uh, this is completely off topic, and you're going to get mad about this, but I, I when I was that. walking downtown Starkville yesterday, I saw a bunch of people dressed like Randall Pink Floyd. Is, the, is that the new trend? Is everybody trending back to like the 70s style? I don't know, like but I'll, I'll be happy to wear a leisure suit. All the girls are wearing like bell-bottom jeans and you know loose shirts. And it, was, it was really strange, but proceed. I, I I don't know the answer to that question, so uh, 
I, I hope that you can you ask your your daughters or, or my someone? daughters are not very uh, uh, not very uh, hip. Okay, very they're very much like their father uh, in that one. Um, so Chrissy is is leading the the pack here. She's got us at nine and three. The only losing record comes from Theo DeRosa. You can boo Theo. He says five and seven. Everybody else is in between. Brandon Walker was the lone eight and four. Uh, and then at seven and five, you've got me, Robbie, Steve, and Paul, along with Courtney and Chris Bolton. Mm-hmm. And then at six and six, you've got Andy, Stefan, John, and Matt. So I, seven and five. Why, why seven and five for you? Well, here's the thing: everything that you just mentioned, all of that can be correct. Yeah, that that's what we said yesterday. Nobody I, has an out a, a completely outlandish prediction. Yeah, I mean, I I would say that Chrissy is on the on the very tip top. She's on the and, best case scenario, and I think Theo is on the very bottom. I think I think State is anywhere from five to nine wins. I pick seven because. I felt the most comfortable about a couple of toss-up games, and I think State's going to win at least three non-conference games. I, right now, I think they beat NC State just because it's at home. So I gave them those four wins, and then I think they win three conference ball games. Um, I think they beat Vanderbilt for sure, and then there were a couple of toss-up games that I picked. I think I think right now I picked State to beat Ole Miss. I can't remember what mm-hmm. I did, but um, that's. That's basically where I am right now. Is I just I think I picked Kentucky. It was it was either I picked Kentucky and Arkansas and State to lose to Ole Miss, or I can't remember exactly. But basically, four guaranteed wins I think for Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and then three toss up games. Right. Well, State has more than three toss up games, but you're just saying I'm saying win that three of them. I, on my prediction, I, I thought that they went three five or six toss up games. No, that's what I that yeah. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah. I'm just saying. I picked the three I'm, I'm with the you. three toss-up games. I took three wins from those games. I think it's kind of interesting that Steve, who I think we would all agree is a guy who tends to trend positive, has the same prediction as me, who I think we would all agree tends to trend negative. Yeah. So that tells you that tells you that seven and five is the sweet spot. If the negative guy and the positive guy are seven seven and five. That's you know that's, yeah. that's what you should be you know I feel like we're on the we're on to something there. I think six and six should be the floor. Anything below that, and I think it's a bad season. Oh, I agree. You, you got to make a bowl. <clears throat> six and six is fine. Yeah, you know. So uh, so it needs to be the right six though, doesn't it? Would, yeah, beating Ole Miss would need to be in there. Yes. Yeah. If you're six and five and lose the Egg Bowl, that that's gonna stink. Yeah, people people will be more excited about being having five wins going in that ball game and winning your six mm-hmm. than going ahead and locking up the six win and yeah. losing Ole Miss. Agreed. People will be way more excited. I agree with that. So, again, we've got thirteen predictions: one for nine and three, one for eight and four, six for seven and five, uh, four for six and six, and then Theo is the low man at five and seven. You and I disagreed on this next question. Assuming he starts all 12 games, will Will Will, will Rogers, that is really tough to say, break the MSU single-season passing record of 3,793 yards? That was set in 2015 by Dak <clears throat> Prescott. So it went, I believe, let me double-check this, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Yeah, so it went 7-6 to no. I'm a yes and you're a no. Why are you a no? I just don't know if, if we're going to see that volume of – yardage yet okay uh, and i don't know if we've had the evidence so far that shows us 
that that's going to happen either. We do in the, in the past with Mike Leach, but with Will Rogers in this offense particularly, I don't know if he's going to be able to get to it. I see what you're saying. I simply think this. It's 316 yards per game. Yes. That is around what Mike Leach's quarterbacks have averaged, if not more, throughout his coaching career. I think if you're just, you know, first off, you've got two more games, and you've got four games now against non-conference opponents. You're playing Vanderbilt. You're playing Ole Miss, Arkansas. Not great defensively. And I know what you're going to say about Arkansas, but in total, Arkansas, not great defensively. I think they're the opportunities because I think you have. I know from you look at last year and 623 yards in one game sort of skews things. But if you had been playing New Mexico last year in the first game, you're probably still throwing for 450. You're probably throwing for 450 against what Tulane. I'm trying to remember who else they, they would have played. I think there's it, it'll balance itself out. I think that Will Rogers gets to 3800 plus passing yards this season. The reason that I disagree with that okay. is because. We talked a little bit after the show. You say he needs 316 yards mm-hmm. per game. Yeah. He threw for 300 yards twice I, last year. I guess that's not entirely correct, by the way, though. We're doing it at 12 games. Dak Prescott, that would have counted his bowl game. So we have 13 games. Does that change your opinion? Because now so that would be 285 yards 285. a game. 285. That would be close. Okay. I, I think he's going to have about 35. 3,500. Yes. Which is a good year. It is a good year. Um, I, I think the ce- I think the ceiling is higher for Sawyer Robertson to do something like this. Um, just because I think he's going to be able to make a little more throws downfield. For Will, it, it, he's got he's to get some more throws downfield. The offense is going to have to expand a little bit and to have more explosive pa- plays for him to have something like this. Because if you're throwing the ball 50 times and you're throwing it six yards down the field against the drop eight, it's it's going to be hard to accumulate 400 yards. So I, you know, I I'm right on the edge of that. I I think 35. I think it's going to come underneath it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm open to saying I was wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I I would hope so. I think it will happen. So the yeses were me, Steve, and Paul. Chrissy, who I think, when you look at her answers, she is obviously thinking State's going to be really good offensively this year. And yeah. I'll, I'll explain that when we get to that. Uh, also, Chris Bolton and Matt St. Jean. The Nose, obviously, Robbie Falk. Andy Kotzka. Stefan Krajnik. I just like saying it. Krajnik. Uh, Theo DeRosa. Brandon Walker, which I'm surprised by. Eight wins, but he doesn't think State throws for more than 3,800 yards. If they win eight games, they they have like to they have, have to. Yeah. big offensive production. Uh, John John Sokoloff and Courtney Robb all say no. I remember doing this question a couple years ago about a receiver, <laughs> and I remember Joe Moorhead telling me it was going to happen, and he was wrong. But will MSU have a 500 yard rusher this year? Again, you and I disagree. So the yeses, or we'll just do the nos here. The nos, me, Steve, Andy. Theo, Courtney, and Chris. You are a yes, along with Paul, Stefan, Chrissy, Brandon, John, and Matt. So, a couple things I take away here. Christy thinks that State's going to have a 3,800-plus yard passer and at least one 500-yard-plus rusher. So, she, like I said, she is obviously banking. And if you look at her background, it's she is very well-versed 
in the air raid offense. She studied it uh, evidently through the years. Uh, so, so you know, she she is buying into Mike Leach big time here in year, week, year two. Um, then you have Theo. His his predictions make sense, right? He says no and no to the two offensive questions. He's got State going five and seven. Makes total sense. You're a no, and I'm a yes. Why do you think State will have a 500-yard rusher this year? Because Jaquavius Marks rushed for over 300 last year, mm-hmm. and he's a year older. He's gotten bigger. I think he's going to be able to take on defenses a little more. I mean, you're talking about 190-something more yards for him this year to make up somewhere, and he only played 11 games last year. He's going to have two more games to make up 190 yards. You add, you know – 15 more yards a game, uh, 15, 20 more yards a game, he's got a, he's got a chance um, and have a big game somewhere, a 100-yard game or something like that. I think it's plausible. So I'll tell you why I don't think it's going to happen for two reasons. One, I think State is going to be super, super pass-heavy this year. But secondly, and allow me to use one of my favorite fantasy football words, cannibalize. Yeah. I think that between Marks and Johnson, they'll cannibalize each other. They, they could both end up with like 400 yards. Well, all I mean, just like what you said with the thirteenth bowl game, mm-hmm. the thirteenth game, yeah. that's a bowl game. We will. Uh, he, all he has to do is average thirty-eight yards a game rushing. Yeah. So, I think it's. I don't think he's going to be a thousand-yard rusher, but I think five hundred is very attainable. So I, I think it's more attainable to me than thirty-seven hundred yards passing. I went and looked. I did a little bit of research here. Leach has been a, a head coach now. I believe it's 19 seasons. He's had 15 500-plus yard rushers, and including, I think, twice. Again, I'm not 100% sure on my uh, my uh, my research there because I did it a couple, like about a week ago. But I'm pretty sure that he had twice in his career. He had two in one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is honestly uh, that would be great. <laughs> well, yeah, if you can get Johnson and Marks to combine combine for a thousand yards, you're in really good shape. Yeah, you're, then you're talking about Brandon Walker and Chrissy Freud's predictions are probably closer to accurate. Seven, because eight, if, eight, if that's eight, happening, wins. then their passing is opening up as well. Right. <laughs> uh, so, but that said, I think state. I mean, I made a little. I think I made a lunch bet with Paul. I said state averages less than eighty yards rushing a game this year. So. You said 38 a game. Yeah. I mean, if he and Johnson are close to that, it's, it's, it's going to be tight. It's mm-hmm. going to be tight. I don't he think averaged, I think he averaged like 20, 20-something a game last yeah. year rushing. The, what's going to be helpful for him is these non-conference games. Yeah. Because you have an opportunity to bust some big plays and have a game where you have maybe 150, 160 yards rushing on like 10, 12 carries. I just think they, they, they have to try – Oh, to, I agree. To run it a little bit, I like agree. you, you got to put some wrinkles. That's a debate in there. that's going on on your message board right now. So, we'll yeah. See. All right, one more question. Then we'll do the break. Will MSU have a top forty defense? I was kind of surprised to, to see that State's defense was fifty second last year. Yeah, this feels like it was better. Without looking at the numbers. Well, when you consider, I mean, that, they gave up some big some big games against. I think they, they gave up a lot of yards against Ole Miss. They gave up mm-hmm. a lot against Georgia in the mm-hmm. passing game. Mm-hmm. Gave but, a lot of yards to uh to Van not to Vandy to, to Missouri too. Yeah, the top top fifty second with the personnel that they had mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah, I agree. So the question this year is top forty. So two thirds majority, eight to four, saying yes. The yeses are me and you, Steve and Paul, uh, Stefan, Theo, Brandon, John, Courtney, and Matt. The nos are Chris Bolton, uh, Andy. 
I'm missing somebody here. One, two, three. Oh, I'm sorry, it's nine to three. So it's Andy, Chris, and then it's Chrissy. So Chrissy has State going nine and three. And she has Rodgers over 3,700 yards. And she has a 500-yard rusher. But she doesn't have MSU with a top 40 defense. She thinks she's she thinks very high team, on the offense. She's very high on the offense. Yeah. She thinks this offense is going to be clicking this year. It's an interesting perspective. I am the opposite. I think the defense may have to carry this team at times yeah. this year. But I think we can agree that with a full roster, with the personnel that they have, with the transfers that they've added, and with another, another year in the system, I feel like this defense is going to improve on a season ago. Yeah, I, I don't know if they if they can be a top 25 defense or anything like that. But That's, Now we're stretching. Yeah. 40 is definitely in reach with what they have coming back and what they've added. I just think you have to... You have to consider that this team's going to be better on the defensive end from a just personnel standpoint, and they were very well coached last year. So, I mean, now you're starting to move into the territory opposite of what we thought last year. The defense just had to be decent because the offense was going to be really good. Well, now you're you're kind of saying the offense just has to be decent, yeah, better than decent, yeah, because the defense is going to be really good. Okay. So, I mean, that's kind of where we are right now. It's kind of flipped. But, uh, you know, if Mike Leach consistently has this kind of defense mm-hmm. and he really improves on the offensive side of the ball, then you're really you got you know, cooking with it. Yeah. All right, let's move on into the final three questions. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget, Welcome Home Beef is available in Starkville at Val's Marketplace. Everything you were used to be getting at the store there on University Drive, now it's just transferred over to Val's. They've got a meat counter full of great products, steaks, roasts, burgers, and a lot of other cuts, tri-tips, beef ribs, everything you're looking for. And whatever you're looking for, just let the guys behind the counter know what you need, and they can order it for you. They cut fresh to order. Everything's working for you at Val's Marketplace here in Starkville. That's where you're getting Welcome Home Beef products and of course a lot of other great grocery stores across this state collinsville corinth pontotoc new albany byhalia olive branch these are all just a few of the places you can pick up welcome home beef products at your local grocery store call welcome home beef to find out how you can get their products in your town that number is 662-268-8148 welcome home beef it just tastes good Two Brothers Smoked Meats over there in the heart of the Cotton District will be buzzing this football season. You won't want to miss it. So, such a great place. Not only, it's, it's really the hub of the Cotton District, in my opinion. It's just right there. It's the anchor. And that's where you're going to go to people watch, to enjoy yourself, and to have a great, great meal. 621 University Drive. That's the spot for so- smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems was going to take care of you with two different game plans. The first one is simple. They've got more of a selection than anybody else does of the products and services and technology and everything your business needs to thrive, to grow, and to operate with more profits and less problems. And then they back everything they sell up with great customer service. This is the offense and the defense of the information systems world. Why don't you call them today and find out how they can put 46 years of experience helping Mississippians just like you to work for you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Now we got getting past some yes and no stuff here. MSU did not have a preseason All-SEC first-teamer. Who is the most likely candidate to earn postseason honors? Got, 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 what, one, two, three, four, five different players. 
And the names are probably going to be sort of kind of familiar. I will say this, and this is what surprised me about Chrissy. Based on what she's saying, I, she could have said Will Rogers here. Because yep. if Rogers is going to have the kind of year she obviously is projecting, he's going to have an opportunity to be an All-SEC quarterback. So we've got three votes for Jaden Wally, including two of the two guys standing sitting right here, me and Robbie, along with Courtney Robb. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if the offense is going to be, and again, I said they would be over 3,793 yards. So they're obviously going to throw a lot. Jaden Wally is going to be the biggest beneficiary of that. You think even in, in any system, or whatever the numbers are, Jaden Wally obviously is going to benefit from that. Uh, Aaron Brule got votes from Steve Robertson, Andy Kotzka. Martin Emerson got votes from Stefan Krochnik and John Sokoloff. The Eastern European connection there. I yes. See what's going on. Charles Cross, though, is the guy who got the most votes. Uh, he got a vote from Paul Jones, Theo DeRosa, Chrissy Freud, uh, Brandon Walker, and Chris Bolton, and then one vote from Matt St. Jean for Emmanuel Forbes. Um, Cross is a good choice. I mean, in terms of NFL talent, he is probably the, the clearest, most obvious choice. A guy who will, will should he decide, whenever he decides to leave, Will probably be a first round pick. Um, the only thing I would I would question is, you know, I look at it like this: you and I picked a wide receiver, right? Well, they picked four of those for the first team. They only picked two. Well, I mean, I guess they do pick four offensive linemen. Maybe it's just me. I always try to get two tackles and two guards. There's a there's good left tackles though in, yeah. the, in the SEC. I don't know that Cross is going to get ahead of like an Evan Neal. So some I sometimes Wally was the smart choice here. Yeah, sometimes. People tend to gravitate to those guys that are being projected high in, in the NFL, so that might be in Cross's favor. If it if it gets to where he's getting a lot of NFL buzz, that might be a tipping point for him. Mm-hmm. I just think Jaden Wally. A lot of times you see those guys that they, they they start off as freshman All Americans, freshman All SEC. Well, the next year they make that jump to you know second team All SEC or something like that. I think that's a I think that's a very good possibility for Jaden Wally. Aaron Burley was going to be my number two guy, okay. but I think Martin Emerson's a great choice as well because he's going to be an, another guy like Cross is probably going to be a high projected guy NFL draft pick, yeah. Uh, and he's he's going to have some good some good numbers with the uh, Pro Football Focus with his coverage grades and things like that. So uh, you know I think most of these guys are good choices for that possibility. I. I continue to be shocked that there's not a single Mississippi State person on the All SEC team. I mean, it's really surprising. You would think I mean, everybody usually gets somebody. Somebody at least on the third team. Yeah, they didn't get anybody. Emmanuel Forbes would have been my second pick. So me and Matt were on the same sort of page there. But as you know, I am a mark for. You Emmanuel are a big Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes mark. I'm a mark for Emmanuel Forbes. Yeah. Yep. So, um, is there a name on here that you know? Sort of an honorable mention. Is there somebody who who would be the next guy? These are sort of the no brainers. It feels like is the next guy. Let me give you a name: Jaden Crumedy. I could see that. Tyrus Wheat. Wheat is a guy that you know could rack up some sacks. Yeah, his numbers could be high. Yeah. Um, is Jalen Green a dark horse here? Yeah, could be. Could and then Rodgers. If Rodgers, if Will Rodgers throws for if 30, the offense clicks and he throws for four thousand yards, he's going to be in the discussion. Yeah. So. There's just uh, there's there's a couple of guys for sure ahead of him mm-hmm. that I, I think it's gonna be tough to knock off of Matt Corral and J T Daniels mm-hmm. if they have a really good season. But you know from a numbers perspective, nobody's gonna be throwing the ball more than him. Right. So he's gonna have the opportunity. 
<clears throat> what game? These are always the questions that get people tripped up. I think because I had a couple of people. I was like, "You're saying they're going to lose to this team?" Yeah, Paul said he was confused. Yeah, I, I, I had I had to I had to get him switched switched around. Which game that you would predict MSU to win are they most likely to lose? In other words, what is the most likely opportunity for MSU to be upset this year? So we have one, two, three, four, five. Six, six different teams. Yeah, six different teams. There are six games where that six different people said State could lose that one. That tells you how that's what State's, State's schedule is precarious. Yes. So, uh, I said the Egg Bowl. I think State can beat Ole Miss. I think I am predicting State to beat Ole Miss. I don't know how much of that is just a personal thing, but I look at last year. They lost by seven with a depleted roster in Oxford. I think in year two, if they're better, they can win in Starkville. That's just how I'm going to view it. But that said, Ole Miss is going to be good. They could easily lose that game. You said Kentucky. Why? Because that's just a game that can jump up on Mississippi State. In the last few years, Kentucky has really evened up that series. It used to be one that Mississippi State owned. I'm picking Mississippi State in that game because they haven't lost to Kentucky at home in over a decade. But I, I could easily see Mississippi State losing that game. That's one of my toss-up games that I've That's one picked of them, yeah. Mississippi State to win. All right. So, I've got Ole Miss. You have Kentucky. Steve Robertson says NC State. Interesting yeah. considering our discussion uh, last week, which generated a lot of buzz on your message board. But it here's did. Steve Robertson telling you that NC State could beat Mississippi State. Uh, I think that's very reasonable, yeah. too. Paul says LSU, so he's taken State to beat LSU in his seven wins. Uh, Arkansas from Andy Kotzka. Stefan says Ole Miss as well. Theodorosa says Memphis. Uh, Christy Freud, LSU. So she's got them beating the he's got She's got State beating the Tigers. Brandon Walker says NC State. So that's two mega-positive guys. Who were saying NC State? Maybe we weren't as far off as people were thinking we were, Robbie. On that one, I think people just don't like you. They don't like your negative attitude, Brian. I have the same prediction as Steve Robertson. I know, but you are you are a perceived, and you've even been a self-proclaimed negative Nancy. And what do I always say? Perception is reality. So, uh, Brandon Walker, NC State. John Sokoloff, the Egg Bowl. Courtney Robb, Memphis. Chris Bolton says Auburn. So he's got MSU. Ooh. Beating uh, the Auburn Tigers. And then Matt St. Jean also says Memphis. Let's go to the last question. Which game, And it's the opposite. Which game would you predict MSU to lose they're most likely win? In other words, what is MSU's most likely upset win? You and I had the same same thought on this one. It's the LSU Tigers. Yes. I think that's uh, – I've actually gone back and forth on that. Right now I have it down as an L. But that is a game that I think is – I thought the same thing last year. I thought Mississippi State had a shot in that game mm-hmm. for different reasons because I, LSU was so depleted from the, the yeah, when you, team when year that, before. That first game was a perfect storm for State to win. Yep. But this year, I, I think State legitimately has a chance. No. But right now, I just I got I've got them losing the game. I just want to point out that not everybody believes State had a chance to beat LSU last year. There, there are some people. Ben Portnoy. Okay, I wasn't going to say his name. I wasn't going to say his name. I'll blow him up. I don't care. <laughs> He was had adamant, adamant that State could not win He was like, game. and it's not even going to be close. Ben, we love you, but you, you were wrong on that one. So LSU was the most popular uh, choice. Not, not a lot of faith in the Tigers on this beat. You and I, along with Steve, Brandon, and Courtney Robb, 
took LSU. Uh, Paul says NC State, so he's got State losing to NC. Again, another guy. Paul's pretty down the middle, but he, he might be 51-49 positive. This has been a revelation for the the Mississippi State fans on our message board. Yeah, he's got State losing to NC State, but he says they're also their most likely upset. Andy says Auburn, Stefan, Kentucky, Theo, and Chrissy both say Auburn. Uh, so Stefan thinks State's losing to Kentucky. Yes. Yes. Okay. He does. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I already got to Brandon Walker. John Sokoloff says Arkansas. Ooh. So he's got State going losing to Arkansas, but he has that as their most probable win. Uh, and then uh, Chris Bolton and uh, Matt St. Jean both say Ole Miss. So they've got State losing the Egg Bowl, but it's also a chance to win. They feel like State has, has an opportunity to win. Interesting stuff. So what do we learn about the – relatively – I think it's a – the average, you know, the means is going to be what, like six and a half, five and a half is probably what the if you if you if you averaged everything out, that may seem like oh, you know, that's that's sort of low, you know. But I feel like that's a generally positive outlook. Basically, everybody outside of Theo is telling you state's going to be back in a bowl game this year and should have a winning record. Yeah, it's just a very tough schedule to predict. Yeah. In the past, you've been able to say, okay, State's going to win these four non-conference games. They're going to win these two or three SEC games. And then we'll see what happens with these other two games. Now you look at it, and half the schedule is literally a toss-up. I mean, I, I don't... Is that more about I go the back schedule, and forth. or is that more about Mississippi State? I think it's both. Okay. I think it's both. Um, I think you have some teams that are very comparable to Mississippi State talent-wise. You know, State had much more talent than Arkansas and Kentucky uh, for several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now those teams have recruited better, and th- these rosters are much more comparable. And I think for Mississippi State, you still don't know about this offense. Is this offense going to be really productive this year? Are they going to throw for over 300 yards a game? Is the defense going to improve even what it did last year? Because they're going to need to if the offense isn't better than last season. Yeah. So. It's just so hard right now to, to predict, while in years past you've been able to kind of map things out fairly well. I mean, you look at that those predictions by the media, those are people that are all shapes and sizes. They're Mississippi State people. They're <laughs> not physically. Um, they're Mississippi State people. They're, they're people from Indiana, Washington, D.C., yeah. I mean, Missouri, I mean, California. And in Andy and <clears throat> Stefan's case, they just got here. I mean, they have no. There is no inherent bias right, possible with them. Right. So I know. They, I know that's going to kill y'all to hear. It's not like a the fan Clarion based Ledger media. guy. The Clarion Ledger guy doesn't have any inherent bias. He can. He, I mean, he literally started today. This isn't so, like fan based media. No. That's got some kind of cult following. Cultish, clannish media. No, nothing like that whatsoever. <laughs> so, you know who I should have gotten? I shouldn't get. Par- I should have got Parrish now that he's the new columnist. I, I, I left him out. Because that would have been an interesting perspective, him being in Oxford all those years. So Yeah. We'll see. All right. Guys, if you want to see this poll for yourself, it's available at supertalk.fm. I'll shoot out the link uh, one more time uh, a little later today. Tomorrow's show is the rumblings. If you want to go ahead and start getting your questions in, we will take them. And then Thursday, we'll talk a little football. And then Friday, we'll probably talk a little more football. So, good times here. Appreciate uh, Again, I want to thank everybody who participated in the poll. Really appreciate that. And uh, really appreciate you guys checking it out. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.